Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on WMR.FM, episode number 422. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is my company senior SEO, Scott Fennack. You having a good week, buddy? I am having a good week, although uh, don't go to the post office. I'm just going to say that right now. It's uh, <laughs> If you go there, kiss your kids and your wife goodbye, your husband, your whatever, because... Uh, Bring your go Luckily, back. I got out of there, but uh, I didn't think it was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm i always paranoid whenever I go there because I, I know it's going to be bad. So I try and go at the latest point is open um, and never around any time of rush hours. But I guess this time of year it won't matter. It, it, it probably doesn't matter. I don't know. It was it was quite lying. And then with COVID, of course, people are spaced out, which they should be, which is great. But it's like a little postal outlet inside a drugstore. So the lineup just went everywhere. It was just like, you don't even know where to go. There's just people. But, you know, <laughs> people. That's, that's how it goes sometimes. <sighs> well, uh, underst- understandably, November was a bit of a write-off. Uh, we managed to get a couple episodes in, uh, one just before John's passing and one after uh, commemorating our lovely friend John. And uh, now we are in December and we're doing a bit of a November catch up. There was a lot that happened that month that uh, we didn't get a chance to cover. So, um, and frankly, I've been in a bit of a plow just trying to deal with the work I have. It's been a rough month. Uh, so, some of this I'm not even up to date on. And so, this show is going to help me. <laughs> Um, and thank you for making a lot of the notes there, Scott, as you said, you, you'd done it all before each episode we were going to record and I just didn't feel up to it. So appreciate your help. Well, Google released an, a spam update in November. Uh, it's called a no, very unimaginably called the November, 2021 spam update. So what do we know about that, Scott? There's not a lot that I knew about it, except for they were targeting spam in general. So they didn't, Google didn't specify what forms of spam. I'm assuming they're not talking about the lunch meat and the more traditional SEO spam. Uh, generally speaking, unless you're in an industry that's heavily spammed, this probably won't affect you much. So if your competition above you is playing dirty, maybe you moved up a few spots. If uh, you're playing dirty, uh, maybe you got hit hard. But, uh, you know, if you play by the books and you're not doing anything shady, you should be okay with this one. But rollout uh, was the first half of November that was completed by around the middle of the month. So uh, mm-hmm. any, any changes you can expect to see from that update are long since in place now. So if you're good now, you don't have to worry. Good, good. Well, I know that uh, the next one here, uh, Google had rolled out a core update in uh, November, and this caused a lot of frustration uh, simply because it was so close to Black Friday, if it wasn't even on the day. Anyway, it was very close. And, uh, well, it's too too long ago for many to remember, but there was a Florida update eons ago that was done just before Christmas, and it tanked millions of websites that were all ready to go and profit finally from a big Christmas. They all tanked. Uh, they were just removed. Others, of course, moved up and they were happy, but uh, the hit was just too hard on the economy and, and uh, 
Google was very delicate and careful from that point on not to make any changes like this near uh, these big selling times, but they're back at it. Um, fortunately, it does seem as though it didn't have a massive impact financially on, at least not that I'd heard of, of any businesses. Uh, did you see anything on that? I haven't seen really any signs, like none of our clients were hit from it that I noticed. Well, that happened, I should say that I've noticed because uh, I would have noticed if it happened. So yeah, our clients weren't hit. I haven't heard of any uh, significant issues with people, but it does sound that the issues, uh, the, the industry's hardest hit were in the health industry. And we don't tend to have a lot of health related clients on any given time at any given time. So uh, any sites, you know, I guess a lot of the your money, your life type stuff uh, was hit. And um, one thing I actually found kind of, in, of interesting, I think it was Search Engine Land published a list of some of the biggest winners and losers from the core update. And one of the biggest losers was YouTube. So that's always kind of fun when you see Google do an update and hurt their own properties. Um, I, I guess it shows they're not biased, at least not in that case. True. True. Well, we did see some dips. I think it was October for uh, some of our dentists, nothing major, um, but definitely some impacted uh, rankings uh, for firstdentist.com or other com our, our other company um, that just focuses on dentists. Anyways, uh, they have, however, rebounded in uh, early December. So uh, there is, uh, you know, it, it's, it's as with everything, when it comes to these kind of updates, and, and, and John and I talked about this constantly over the years, you can't overreact. Just Assume the best. Assume that, you know, if you're, unless you were doing something stupid and you know it, you're generally going to bounce back. You're going to see some drop, drops in rankings that will be very frustrating. You'll see some drops in sales, perhaps, or maybe those rankings that were, that were dropping really weren't leading to sales. Maybe they weren't high intent keywords, ones that people were using to search to buy. They were just searching to research or just surfing. Um, so, yeah, you, you have to keep that in mind. I think uh, uh, it's the worst thing we've seen are clients who overreact, make hasty decisions, hurt their website, and uh, end up having to come to us to fix it, and all because they had jumped the gun. It might take three weeks, might take a month, but it typically does steady out and things uh, return to normal unless you're doing something uh, risky. And that can even happen on a day-to-day -day basis. I mean, Google updates the algorithm. What was the last count we heard? Like 400 and something times a year. Um, like we've seen cases in the past where a client's ranking, let's assume they're number one, they drop to number three and then they freak out. And so we get an email, we go to look, well, I, you're still number one. They look again and, oh, I'm back to number one. Like, yeah, that's, that's how fast it goes. So yeah, you don't really want to panic about any kind of ranking change unless it's, uh, you know, it's gone on for several weeks or even months in some cases, depending on uh, the situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what's this next one? Yeah, so uh, if you haven't had enough with core web vitals and all that stuff, uh, Google will be adding page experience ranking signals to desktop search starting in February 2022. So you've got a few months to go to uh, fix up your site in order to not see anything happen is kind of what, I, what I'm gathering because... Uh, yeah, I'm trying to figure this out. Yeah, the, the page what? experience update applied to mobile earlier this year and everybody panicked leading up to it, thinking their rankings were going to tank. It was going to be this big major thing and it wasn't. It was basically a tiebreaker type situation. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing it's going to be the same for desktop. Uh, the ranking signals are going to be basically the same. Uh, 
as you were finding with mobile, but applying to desktop search. So I, I don't expect to see anything major, but if you have issues, you might want to look at them and, but not panic about it. Yeah. Yeah. My confusion, I guess, is just around why this is, why they even need to do this. Cause they're not really focusing on desktop for rankings anyway. I guess it's just a, I don't know. I, I ensure that people have a good experience and if the desktop's really bad, they're going to note that. So I don't know, it's sort of strange. Yeah, it is strange, especially with their whole mobile first attitude. I, I, mm -hmm. like I said, I don't expect to see anything, you know, the same signals that you can see being applied for mobile for page experience are going to be applied to desktop. So um, with, of course, the exception of mobile friendliness, although wouldn't that be funny um, if, if desktop had to look mobile. Yeah, which is actually a good segue into the next piece, which seems to connect, which is that Google is confirming that intrusive interstitials will apply to desktop sites. So your your uh, uh, the ding the, the whatever you call it the uh, uh, potential drop in rankings will apply to desktop sites, which is good because there are a lot of them out there that are just awful, awful to view. And they're oh. bouncing all over the place whenever you're trying to work on it. Um, it's... there's not, nothing worse being on desktop mobile is even worse, but even on desktop, you know, you got to click the button or you you're reading and then an ad pops up and takes up half your screen and pushes your content down. You don't know where you left off or your button disappears or, or you, you click on the wrong thing because it moves right as you click. Oh, it drives me crazy. Those sites should all be just banned forever. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I'm having a brain fart moment. I mean, isn't, um, Cumulative layout shift, is that interstitials or is interstitials when there's a pop-up that just appears out of nowhere? Oh, you know what? You're right. I'm making a mistake there. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking cumulative, cumulative layout cumulative shift, not layout shift. interstitials. Yeah. There we go. See, we make mistakes too. Not that any of you guys are surprised listening. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that's my first said, one, actually. That's, yeah, that's, of course. Yes. Yeah, never done that. We never make them, yeah. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> these are ones that pop up either way. They're annoying as hell. Um, that's not the word I wanted to use. Yeah. They're just annoying. So uh, I'm glad that uh, they're going to be looking at that. I don't really didn't know that they weren't quite frankly, <laughs> just assumed they were, but there you go. Assuming. Well, it, it's tricky because with mobile first indexing, yeah, I kind of assumed they were already looking at it as well. Um, and I feel like since I started, uh, you know, demoting sites with intrusive interstitials that, I've been seeing fewer and fewer of them on desktop as well. So I think people have taken the hint that it's bad and uh, this will just reinforce that a bit. Hmm. Good. All right, well, let's take a quick break and we come back. We're gonna talk about another annoying Google name change. Be right back. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WMR.FM, hosted by myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my company senior SEO, Scott Fenak. So Google's changing the Google My Business name again. Started, and I love this little list here. Thank you. I know there's been so <laughs> many. 
Uh, Google Local was in March 2004. Google Local Business Center, March 2005. Google Places, Google Plus Local in 2013. Google Places and Google Plus Local combined into Google My Business in June 2014. And now Google Business Profile, November 2021. So why did they do this? Well, I was reading about it because just, just, it just astounds me, these changes they make. Anyway, it's because Google My Business was very rarely, it was, was only used in one place, sort of a, a public-facing um, entry point. But when you actually went into um, your profile to edit it, it said Google Business Profile. So the thing, the, the, the thing goes to, that they decided to consolidate and make it the same name. It is a better name. But then again, they didn't ask the public what it should be. <laughs> it should have been this probably from the beginning. Um, anywho, it has changed. Google business profile will be the thing. And now all marketing companies just have to have a wonderful time going back and changing all their materials, intake forms and all that to instead of Google My Business to Google business profile. Thank oh. you, Google. We're going to get it wrong about a hundred times. So stay tuned to every single episode of SEO 101 for the next five years, because um, I still say uh, Google uh, Webmaster Tools sometimes. So <laughs> Dude, that's true. And it's, what's it been like five years now? I don't even know. Yeah. Since it turned to Google Search Console, I know. And you or know, Google that AdWords. Was a smart move too. <laughs> yeah. Google AdWords for Google Ads. And what's that going to change to next month? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure yet. I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Uh, Maybe You'll, in um, the new year, we should do a, uh, what do you call those? Like predictions prediction. show and we'll, we'll predict all the new name changes. <laughs> well, it'll probably be like Google meta ads or something. Yeah. Or Google, Google beta. I don't know. Not beta, but well. Oh, brother. All right. So Google feels that machine written content may be okay for ranking soon. Now, what does that mean? Well, for any of those out there who've been trying any AI, artificial intelligence writing apps or content creation tools, they don't turn out content that's ready to use. Uh, they need a lot of, of tweaks and fixes because AI is good, but it's not great. And it's certainly nothing that an editor wouldn't completely tear apart. So they feel that it will get good enough at some point. Um, right now it's against Google guidelines. Uh, so I don't really understand why it's against Google guidelines. Um, I think that it should be very clearly stated that crap content is against Google guidelines, which is pretty much true. So get it machine written and tweak it. I don't see a problem with that. No, I don't Maybe. either. And it makes sense that they'll be accepting of it in the near future. So as long as it's well-written and reads well, who cares? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. As, yeah, as long as it gets to the point, says what needs to be said, and it makes business owners' lives easier, they'll be all over it. And whether they like it or not, they'll be all over it. And what, what will Google be able to do about it? If it's edited by a human, it won't be as ob obviously machine-written at that point. And it's a whole lot less time and money to do that. So I wonder time, if which is money. I wonder if part of the reason Google is against it kind of falls in line with, you know, the old scraper websites and just like mass production of content just being dumped out there. Um, because right now, I mean, if you had something machine written and it was well done and even proofread, you, you wouldn't know. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but if you suddenly have a million pages of content, obviously it was machine written. So I wonder if that's sort of their, their trigger point is uh, volume right now. Well, yeah. And, and you know, what's happening, of course, are these affiliate sites, they're going out there and sourcing many, many versions of a page from different people saying the same thing. And then the, their AI tool is essentially spinning it into something that makes sense. Um, and then they're posting that and they're mass launching new websites. I knew people that did that. I'm sure they still do it and they do well from it. They, they just, I don't know. I don't know how they sleep at night knowing that they're going to get pegged. They always do. They always lose their rankings for those pages. The thing is they have literally hundreds of websites. So they just expect to churn. There's a certain amount of them that won't work anymore. They delete them, throw them in the bin, move on to the next one. That's a weird world. I'd be too stressed. I wouldn't be able to handle it. No, I, I knew I could. I tried at one point way early on and I was like, no, nah, this isn't for me. Nope. <laughs> Just yeah. felt kind of dirty. I'll never mind the stuff you tend to have to sell to get into that market and make money is not exactly ethical. So nah, not enough. Not, it's not good enough. Money is not everything. So bolded text. I got a kick out of this when I saw this. Tell us a little more about this. Yeah, you know, I kind of did too, because it's something that we haven't really looked at a lot in a long time, like, you know, 15, 20 years ago, bolding text had a big role in SEO. And now it apparently still does not a big role, not a big role. But uh, John Mueller was saying that uh, bolding important pieces of text in a paragraph can improve a web page's SEO uh, and help make the content easier for Google to understand. And uh, it surprised me. But, you know, as long as you're not bolding everything, uh, you don't want to bold a huge paragraph, but if you have to bold an important sentence or or a phrase within your main content, it's uh, it's actually recommended right now. So um, I guess some things come full circle, or maybe they don't die when we think they do. I don't know. Uh, it, it feels like a flashback. I just I can't, I can't quite. I can't believe they said it. Honestly, it's. It's almost like I made it up, but I didn't. <laughs> it's like that. It's not I, April 1st. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't even a double take. It was a triple take when I saw that in the news. I'm like, bolded text? Huh. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've, I've never avoided doing it. And when it made sense to do it, it probably did just make sense from an SEO standpoint. I mean, we kind of do SEO without even knowing it now because we've been it so long. Uh, it's the logical formulation of content in a way that Google understands that people understands that creates the right picture that we want to present. And I don't know, I don't know how else to put it. I, I probably get all wax eloquent about it. But anyway, that's, it's so straightforward. And I guess bolding is too. I mean, if it's bolded, it's typically something that's important on the page. Yeah, it, I mean, it's logical. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes I guess they're trying to trick us into thinking that Google's still logical. Cause I mean, at times I don't think it is. <laughs> I really yeah, don't. Yeah. I, I think uh, though, if uh, they bring back the meta keyword tag, I think I might just have to retire at that point. <laughs> Some say they still use it. <laughs> I see it all the time. I still uh, see it when I do audits. I, I'm always blown away by that. Well, and Google, you know, talking about things about, uh, or English Ross talking about, uh, Google and being crazy and I don't know this whole thing recently in the news about them letting uh, whistleblowers go who ref well not whistleblowers uh, people who refused to do things because they were they were it was against their don't be evil clause which was part of their mandate when they launched but it isn't anymore 
which isn't a big shock since they went public. They're like, uh, we don't want to be restricted by don't be evil. We're going to remove that from our tenants. <laughs> Being evil is way too much fun. Why, why would you yeah, get rid of exactly. that? <laughs> so these poor buggers who don't want to, you know, do anything that's against their conscience, huh? getting fired. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what they were. Th- I guess they were there from the beginning. I, I don't know why they would do it otherwise, because they'd have to be pretty daft to think this is not Google now. Um, and, and frankly, they're in the American corporate economy uh, in, a, in a highly capitalistic world. Uh, uh, unfortunately, that's just the way things are at those big levels. I, I, don't, I can't imagine a company that big ever being ethical anymore, just, especially publicly traded. I don't think you could like a hundred percent ethical when you've got, I don't know what's their valuation is it over a trillion yet. And you've got how many thousands of employees and like, I, I mean, you should be ethical, but I don't even know if it's possible when you get to no. numbers like they've got. No. Anyway, bit of a detour there. Uh, so some current news. Woohoo! We've done our catch up. What's welcome up now? to December. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. uh, product reviews update is rolling out. What is that all about? Yeah, so uh, if you have a website that focuses heavily on reviewing products and uh, you know, you've got affiliate links to Amazon or wherever, uh, this very well could affect you. Uh, there was a product review update back in April. This is sort of the sequel, I guess, to that update, but it's a much more disruptive mm-hmm. than the one back in April. So this is, as with all of these updates, creatively named the December 20. 21 product reviews update and uh I, I i miss the names of furry animals and places yeah and things, but although it makes way more sense doesn't it like people can actually understand it that they're not in the know they're but, not but in, it's not like a bro club anymore does life really need to make sense like put some fun back into it um but anyways <laughs> <I> know, right <laughs> whatever it's uh, we can make sense of this i guess it's all good uh the rollout is expected to last about three weeks so you know we're about halfway there i believe it started on december 1st uh, and, uh, probably by the time you're listening to this, it'll be right near the end of that. So, uh, if you're seeing things disrupted and you're in the review sort of world, uh, there are some things you can do. You'll have to wait till the next update to recover if you are hurt from this, which will probably be in six months. If, uh, you know, their typical rollout schedule has taught us anything. Uh, so there are a few little tricks here that we read about, um, some of the new best practices, provided by Google actually include uh, providing evidence such as visuals, audio, other links to support your authenticity and expertise. Um, Sounds kind of familiar. Yeah. Uh, Including links to multiple sellers. This one actually I found interesting. Uh, So if you're focused heavily on Amazon or a single seller affiliate type setup, uh, throw other uh, vendors out there. So if you've got Amazon, find other places that also sell the same products and give your readers uh, some options. Uh, that's something that uh, sounds like a good idea. I was kind of surprised to see that, but that's great. So yeah, when I was reading that, um, I, 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 well, first of all, I got to check all the beginning part you've mentioned there because um, providing evidence to support authenticity. These are affiliate sites most of the time. <laughs> they are. They really are. <laughs> They're not really going to have much luck with that. Never mind this next part, which is to offer multiple options to purchase. Well, frankly, the affiliate is trying to market their one camp, their one outlet where they make the most money. So it is going to be interesting. This really could change the landscape 
I'm not saying they won't be able to adapt, uh, but it probably will have a fairly substantial impact on their income because they're going to have to suggest other products, which they, they likely didn't choose because they were getting less commission um, or don't get any commission. And if they don't do this, it all depends on how much teeth this has. If Google is got, has a system that's clear and easy enough to detect whether or not they don't have um, multiple purchasing options and they ultimately drop out of rankings or at least significantly drop in, in terms of visibility, then yeah, it could be a, a real shift in the whole marketplace. I like the idea of this. I mean, I, we both have played with uh, affiliate marketing in the past and uh, we both did all right with it. Um, I couldn't keep it up. I just, it wasn't of interest to me, but uh, it was primarily promoting one product, even though you tried to make it look like you weren't. <laughs> which is pretty much every affiliate site out there. So this is a good way to fix it. It's not entirely white hat necessarily. It can be, but if you really want to compete, yeah, like, you know, I was the same thing, you know, I was making a bit of money on the side doing affiliate stuff. And it, the the problem is it's so volatile and you need, you can't really do it as a side hustle anymore. It has to be your full-time commitment Mm -hmm. if you want to be successful at it. And I, you know, that wasn't for me, a volatile industry where maybe I'll do really well, or maybe I'll, miss a couple mortgage payments, you know, it's, it was kind of a no brainer to not go that route. And it can be very feast or famine. The people who do it full time are stress cases or type A's that can handle anything. Um, uh, one colleague of ours, uh, I haven't talked to in years. I know he's actually gone elsewhere and done other things, but when I knew him um, in the affiliate days, he had 700 websites he had running at one time. I nearly fell on my chair when he told me that. But, you know, he'll lose, like I was saying earlier, there's churn. So he'll lose, lose maybe 100 of them one month because their footprint or, or fingerprint will be noted by Google as spammy and they'll be removed. But then he just is already in the middle of launching another 100. <laughs> it's just, it's astonishing. And uh, with this particular system in place, with this filter that Google's applying, well, algorithmic update, if they, have a, if they do a good job of catching them, it could really change things. I hope it does because they've had a bit of a free lunch for a long time. Not to, not to say they've had it easy, but it's, it's time to mix things up. And that's one area of the internet that I find really annoying. <laughs> Definitely can be. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Some local SEO news. All right. The title you put here, nine in 10 customers more likely to overlook a negative review if the business responds adequately. Hmm. This is from Yelp. Who listens to Yelp? Anyway. (laughs) No, it was from Search Engine Land. Come on. Oh, Um, Well, the article, but it was Yelp. So I I included this because I wanted to uh, reinforce this information to clients. We've been telling people this forever. Um, But first, the the study included 1,500 people from the U.S. over the age of 18. 88% responded that if they see a negative review, they tend to be able to overlook that negative review if the business has responded adequately to it. Um, and we, we tell clients this because you can't control what reviews are left. You can only control how you respond. And we've, we've seen, I wish I could give more information on this, but we've seen a one case where we had a, a short-term client who responded in really nasty ways oh to <laughs> negative reviews. Yeah, you know exactly who I'm talking about. And this client would, you know, if somebody had a complaint, they would just freak at them publicly in Google where everyone could see it's like, what are you doing? And uh, 
seeing this survey of nine out of 10 people able to overlook it, yeah, respond nicely. Even if you hate the person and you know them and they were, just be really kind and apologetic, try to resolve the situation publicly because your next customer is gonna see that. And, um, you know, we tell it to people and I just, I like it when I see little studies like this that sort of reinforce what we've been saying. Well, and you got to think about the psychology of it too. Also make sure to reply to positive reviews saying, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. You know, working with you and we hope to do so again. And when there's a negative one, Hey, we are so sorry to hear that you've had a bad experience. Please contact us at this number so we can help you out and you know resolve this. When you see that, it's just so like, wow. Uh, if I say something negative, they're going to respond. Um, sometimes they'll, someone will say something completely trashy and awful. And if that isn't removed by Google, or you can sometimes have it removed, uh, but responding to a saying, I'm sorry, but you actually, we have no record of you as a client. If you'd like to contact us, we can try to help you, but we don't have any knowledge of you ever visiting our business. You know, when you say stuff like that and it makes the person look like they're just insane, uh, and sometimes frankly they are, um, <laughs> then, and, but then you're also replying to positives. It just shows someone's going to get a reply. They can't just leave it there and move on. They're going to get replied to. And, and, you know, sometimes that deter deters people from being to act from acting like fools. So that's a good thing. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. All right. I love this next bit because you did actually tell me you were going to do, you were, you thought it would be neat to do this, but someone did. So I, yeah, I had full intentions. I think it was just last week, even or the week before I say, you know, I should write an article that just summarizes all of John Mueller's little SEO tidbits and, and actionable items that he said over the past year or two. And then I swear it was like the next day I look up and um, yeah, look at that. So it's been done. Um, I think it was um, and just like that day. I think Matt Southern actually was yeah, December 1st. He published over at Search Engine Journal 57 SEO insights from Google's John Mueller. He beat me by like a day. What you know, that just tells me if you have a good idea, run with it. Don't don't wait. Um, I would have had 58 ideas if I was writing it. But um, <laughs> of course you would. And, yeah. and actually, you know what? The, the, the bold text thing being helpful for SEO, I don't think is on this list. So I'm just uh -oh. going to copy his article and add that as number 58. And uh, I'll backdate <laughs> it to November 30th, even though that's not a thing. <laughs> yeah, right. um, um, so we obviously can't go through all 57 on the show because that's like probably three or four shows worth of tips. But um, we'll talk, maybe talk about a few of them here. I don't know. And uh, I'll definitely post the link in the Facebook group so you can find that. You'll see that link there. It'll be there already because uh, I'll do it right after we finish recording. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, lots of good tips in there. Go through, read the list, and you'll probably find some tidbits that you're not implementing. Uh, probably learn a little bit there. And the best part is it's direct from the mouth of Google. So you got to love that. Now, I haven't looked at it yet, but if there's 57 SEO insights, would you say that they're all still relevant? I didn't read the list in great detail, <gasps> but I, I know it's, it's 57 <laughs> tips. Who has that kind of time? Um, I mean, <laughs> I, I know. Um, you know, I did, I did scan it and look at sort of the headlines and that, and I think they're all pretty relevant. It doesn't look like he goes back too far in time to, to generate this list. And uh, I would say that they're probably, I mean, I would also hope that because Matt published this in December, 2021, that, you know, he's not publishing ones that are now outdated. Mm -hmm. uh, 
I, I'm giving him a little bit of credit there, or maybe That's a lot true. of credit. I don't know. Um, but from what frankly, I see, a lot of a lot of John, what a John Mueller talks about, um, you know, contradicting myself here. I mean, really is really isn't time sensitive. It's bare, fairly basic. No, no, we don't do this. No, no, no. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, this is Absolutely. how it works. This is simple. It's not that big a deal. Don't get all stressed. You know that kind of stuff. Um, and I mean, how many times did um, you or John Carcut say, you know? And it depends. So it's probably a lot of depends uh, responses. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, there, there are a lot of like pretty simple, like things that we've talked about. Like uh, one of them is uh, talking about core web vitals being a tiebreaker, you know, of all things. So, you know, we've talked about that before. Um, he's got like uh, Google, my business is essential for local search rankings, which we know that um, it's not a surprise to us, but if you don't listen to the show often, or you're not focused heavily on local as you maybe should be, uh, that's important. You know, make sure you've optimized that profile. Uh, heading tags are still a strong signal, which actually surprised me because I thought there was a lot less value in heading, heading tags these days. Um, and that's just from August, I believe. So that's, you know, there's still value there. Uh, you know, spelling and grammar are high priority, which doesn't surprise me. And I always fix spelling and grammar issues when I find them uh, or even recommend them if I'm doing an audit. But I, I wouldn't have necessarily thought of it as a high priority. I would think of it as a quality signal. So very low priority, but still, you know, if, if there was a ton of spelling issues, then it might be a bit of an indicator of either AI or poorly written offshore content that no one wants to read and would be a bad experience, which Google it, abhors. Like anything auto-translated would be a good one or, or auto-transcripts as well. Yeah, by Google's own tools. <laughs> I know, right? But you, you, you got to just laugh at that stuff, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but there, it's definitely a list, if, especially if you do your own SEO. If you hire somebody to do it for you, yeah, check it out for sure. But you probably don't have to worry too much about it. But if you do your own SEO or you, you are an SEO in charge of other people's sites, take a look at this list. I'm sure everybody can find at least a few points in there that they didn't know. And uh, because it comes from John Mueller and not just, um, you know, people speculating on what's important, it's, it's, it's a pretty valuable list, I feel like. Cool. Well, thank you very much. It's great. All right. Well, you know, uh, usually don't mention the date, but today's the 8th of December. And it's hard to believe, but next week is our last full work week for all the staff. There is a small chance we won't get another show in before the end of the year and the holidays. Um, if we do, so be it. We'll just have to say this again. But if we don't, I just want to wish everyone a wonderful holiday season and, uh, you know, hold your loved ones tight and have a great time and, you know, enjoy those moments. You never know what happens these days. As we're living in quite the times. There's always some crazy stuff happening. And I don't know, makes me not take for granted so much the time I have with my loved ones. And, and uh, it is a great time coming up. So I hope everyone has a great, has a chance to enjoy it. And, uh, well, we'll definitely see you in the new year with some more shows and we'll try to change things up and get some more, uh, uh guests on the show, maybe some guest hosts. Uh, it's going to be a good year, uh, much better than 2021. Uh, after all, 2021 was slightly better than 2020. So <laughs> let's can, can, can we, can we make 22 significantly better than 21? Yeah. Not that 21 was all bad. It certainly wasn't all bad, but I'd like a bigger jump in yes, positivity. Well, I'm just afraid. I'm afraid to say that. <laughs> but yes, let's say that uh, 2022 is going to be an amazing year. And, and uh, I hope it is the case for everyone out there. Wow. 
Time has flown, eh? Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Step Forth Web Marketing and my company's senior SEO, Scott Fanak, thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Facebook group, easily found by searching SEO 101 Podcast on Facebook. Have a great week and remember to tune into future episodes, which air every week on WMR.FM. Great. Thank you for listening, everybody. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.